it doesn't change. Like it doesn't get easier. It just gets different. And you know how we get through it, I will tell you, is by number one, talking, number two, sharing, and number three, being honest that this is not easy. But when we talk about it, it takes away the scary and it normalizes what we're doing and that I'm not crazy. And then other people will comment and be like, oh my God, me too. Hi there, it's Kanika. Get ready for another season of That's Total Mom Sense, where I interview global thought leaders on their life stories, the legacy they're passing on to their kids, and of course, their mom sense and dad sense superpower. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Hey, I'm Daphne Oz. Hi, I'm Shawnee Darden. Hi, this is Chriselle Lynn. Hi, I'm Bob Nishamalan. Hi, this is Tony Leroy. Hi, I'm Shannon Lee. Hi, I'm Farnoosh Tarabi. Hi, this is Michael Perry, founder of Maple. And you're listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense. It's our mission to be inclusive. So we're having dads pull up a seat at the table. Tune in to my new monthly segment, What Matters Most with Maple, featuring my co-host, Michael Perry, tech founder and devoted father of two. Thank you to my brand partners, community, and you, yes, you, for making this podcast possible. Episodes release every Thursday. Join my tribe by logging on to thatstotalmomsense.com and subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. Finding the humor in motherhood is tough, but laughter is the best medicine and it's the best way to get through the daily challenges and fires we are constantly putting out as moms. Today's guests are the hilarious duo Kat and Nat. With seven kids between the two of them, Kat and Nat know just how lonely and isolating motherhood can be, so they set out on a mission to bring women and moms together. Catherine Belknap and Natalie Telfer have been friends since they were teens, but grew closer with motherhood when they chose to confide in each other about the more taboo topics of parenting. It wasn't long after when they decided to bring the conversation online in hopes of helping other moms feel less isolated. Their rapidly exploding community of like-minded moms tune in every day to watch them rewrite the paradigm of the perfect mom. And through their virally famous mom truths, which have garnered hundreds of millions of views around the world, their Facebook live streams and Instagram stories, their best-selling book and iHeartRadio award-nominated podcast, Kat and Nat share everything moms think about but are too afraid to talk about. Kat and Nat, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Now, did you always know that you wanted to be moms like from childhood onward? I always imagined being a mom. Before I understood the reality of life, I thought that you could sort of plan it in your head or write it down and everything would just come true. I've learned that's not how it goes. But back then I was like, I'm when I grow up, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have four kids. I'm going to have one girl and I'm going to have three boys. And that's the way it's going to go. And I always just believed it, you know, because back in the day, my mom's friends never talked about, you know, infertility, miscarriage, like, you know, everything about it's not, we don't take for granted now that you could just get pregnant. But in my little mind back then, I just thought it would be that easy. Anyways, crazy thing. I have four kids, one girl and three boys. Oh my goodness. That you manifested that. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I just always knew I, I knew I would be a mom. I knew I wanted to be a mom. I had a little sister that was younger than me and they used to be like, yeah, my parents, I think got away with when I was like, nine, I'd be carrying this like three-year-old around on my hip and like 
they would leave me with her. I was so young and they just trusted me. And I remember it not being a question ever. Like it's nothing I had to ever think about. And I probably got married if I didn't want children. I'm not sure I would have been so inclined to get as like as married as fast as I did. You know, like it was I'm getting married and I'm having a baby. It's not I'm getting married and maybe we'll have a baby. No, I'm getting (laughs) married and having a baby. What were some of the pinch me moments that you've had in your career that you're like, I still can't believe that happened? We used to watch religiously Kathy and Hoda. Okay, yes. We'd go for a walk and watch them. And we said to each other, one day we'll be on that show. We didn't know for what. We we had nothing. We are two stay-at-home moms. We said, we will be on that show. Fast forward. We're on the show multiple times. For me, one of the big pinch me moments was I had a crush on Michael Strahan forever. And then he asked us to go on Good Morning America when he was hosting the show. And we walked out and he wasn't a part of the segment. But when we went out in front of the audience, he like he came and he kissed us each on the cheek. I was like, my boyfriend's kissing me right now. We've done with Cat and Nat. I was just like, I can't believe that. And like, of course, I got a screen grab of him leaning in. And I just like, I have that on my screensaver. It looks like he's kissing me. I love it. Ridiculousness. (laughs) This is what means a lot. Oh my God. (laughs) What were some of the challenges that you faced, you know, during motherhood? Because I feel like that's what we really want to glean from. How did you overcome that? And, And how did you even find... The comedy in that. It doesn't change. Like it doesn't get easier. It just gets different. And you know how we get through it, I will tell you, is by number one, talking, number two, sharing, and number three, being honest that this is not easy. But when we talk about it, it takes away the scary and it normalizes what we're doing. And then other people will comment and be like, oh my God, me too. Like, yeah. And you know what's and what's so crazy is that what we're going through, like she said, it doesn't change. Like right now we've got those these tween issues. And the more we talk about it with our community and the more we feel normal, but joyful. Um, I I was able to find a lot of comedy in life before, you know, before I got married and had kids and I felt like I was funny. I felt like I was able to laugh at a lot of things. And after I had my first baby, I remember being like, there's nothing funny about this. Like, I feel like this is really, really heavy. I cry a lot. I feel really lonely. And I hate this feeling because I've never felt this before. And it wasn't until honestly, well, first of all, uh, the doctor before she prescribed uh, a medication for postpartum anxiety, before, before she prescribed that, she prescribed for me to go out and meet with other moms, new moms, and to talk to them. And she was dead serious. And she wrote it on a prescription pad and she handed it to wow. me. And she, she gave me addresses of, pla- of places where moms were meeting up. Now, at the time, I was like, I can barely get to this doctor's office. I'm so overwhelmed with the anxiety of having a new baby and trying to freaking breastfeed and doing all these things. I couldn't imagine going, but I remember going home and being like, I guess I should, because there was one down the street. I went, I started talking to some moms. And then it was really when Kat and I ended up reconnecting over Facebook and she had a baby and I told her everything that I was feeling and going through. And the way that, again, she validated the things that I was saying, because our babies were, were so close in age. It's like the two of us could look at each other and be like, oh my gosh, like a little bit of the weight of the world is off my shoulders because I'm sharing it with you. And now we can kind of laugh about the fact that I'm not horny and want to have sex with my husband. I'm exhausted. I can't sleep. I love my baby, but she doesn't bring me joy right now. And, And just opening up the conversation, I think that's so much of how 
we started our community and we grew because we knew what it felt like to tell each other, then to start talking to other moms. And then the way that they would open up and how it just made everyone feel better. It was, you know, that's really how we overcame everything and how we can find laughter by, by sharing the load of, of guilt and shame with each other. Yes, and, yes, yes. And yes. for every mom listening right now, I'll never forget when when my and it's still to this day. It's like women are supposed to be magicians and like psychics. And when someone's crying or upset, everyone looks to you. What's wrong with the baby or the child? And you're like, if I knew, I would fix it. Like I know as much as you know. Mother's intuition isn't that we know what they're thinking or doing. We just begin to get to know them so much because we're around them. We know what's right or wrong. That's the only reason why. But if you spent every day with them all day, you would have intuition too. So I think the mother's yeah. intuition <laughs> burden is like fairly intense of yeah. what we're put on us to know every intricacy of our children when you have to get to know them. You don't know what's wrong with them. You, you can don't. only become a good mom with experience that ga- that gives you confidence. And then you feel like you've got more to give, but that does, you do, the baby doesn't come out and you're just given this. The doctor doesn't hand you. Now you know how to be a mom. And the, only the intuition, is- here's your intuition with your baby. No, yeah. that's not yeah. there. That, where right. is it? Where are you? Come to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I want to get into the books. So your best-selling mom truths is when you invited a legion of moms and had them share their deepest, darkest parenting secrets. And you're using that to kick off their own stories. And you talk about guilt, balancing career and motherhood and body image. Can you actually talk about what some mom truths are? You drop videos on this all the time. What are a few that you can share on the show today that you're like, let's just stop it with this? I, oh, this is from last night. I would do everything for our kids, right? I like, I pick them up from school. I take them to school. I buy them clothes. I make their lunch. I have groceries. And last night I asked one of my sons if he could help me see in the dryer, what was hockey equipment, like clothes. I don't know what they look like, like what's what I'm supposed to pack. And my son looked at me and he goes, no. Oh my God. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Wait, what? I know. It's like, I made you. What the hell? <laughs> and I, and then in that moment, like that. you know, of course I, I ended up with an empty thread as I always do. And I said, yes. the next time you ask me, and I ended up getting the hockey clothes wrong, by the way, my husband, when he's like, you didn't, my son's like, you didn't send the socks. I had to borrow from another person. And then, and then I said to my son, I said, the next time you ask anything of me, I am not. No. Yes. Went to bed that night. He had asked for a snack and I gave it to him. He oh. asked me if I could find his socks in the morning and I found them. Like the uh, the empty, the, we're just, oh, we're just full of empty threats. But oh my gosh, he did. I did get him to apologize last night, especially when he found out that he disappointed his brother because he didn't have his hockey socks. He apologized <laughs> to his brother. And I was like, excuse me, that's an apology to me, buddy. Yes. It's, yes. it's okay. I mean, they're just so complicated. These little people, they're so tiny, but they I create know. such little disasters, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. Well, you actually have a 21 day parenting challenge and end plan for those who are raising tweens and teens. So tell us about that. That's on your website. The, this, this challenge is just like, it, it's very small easy. Like you don't need to buy anything. You don't need to read a book about it. Small things that you can do to connect 
with your team that are really It's, easy it's to- like a 21 day parenting challenge. And basically I'll give you the Coles notes. We have a side, like an, an arm of cat and that that's called the common parent, which is kind of a serious side where we bring in experts and they give us tools for all of these behaviors that are normal and just like quick hits of like how to deal when they eye roll you and you want to be like, like what, what are we actually <laughs> doing here? You know, cause there's a lot in the toddler area, kind of five and under. So it really is a place where we're trying to help par- making parenting through the teenagehood do- doable with a little bit of happiness and like a little bit more like I arm them with some tools so they can feel like not so I'm so over my head in this place right now. And it's definitely a rocky roller coaster, but having a community again, because it is, it's a paywall. So you have to get into it and you can actually talk about your child kind of anonymously and people don't judge you for it because it's a paywall. So it's not like, you know, when you write in Facebook groups and 55 people comment on what you're doing by being like, can't believe you would do that. This is a really supportive community. So they found a lot of great tools and they're real experts, the best therapists, like that help help people like actually learn tools. So let give them your phone to order Uber Eats for what they want. Like, you know, that goes so long because when you're not talking to each other and if you have a teen or tween, just opening your mouth, they want to like cross their arms and walk upstairs. They won't even come out of their room sometimes. Yeah, It's just little ways to get them to feel like, because you want to give up. I'm not lying to you. You really just want to <laughs> give up and be silent yeah. and be like, I'll see you when you're 18, you know? So it's trying to help people. It's the same thing that Kat and I have always wanted is like, we understood that we were getting to a point where these kids were getting older, but we still want, we don't want to be so overwhelmed. You know, like when the teenagers are so shitty and they feel like the parents are just like, I don't even, I don't even know life because I'm so weird. Kat and I needed to get a, get a, a little bit of a handle on it through experts who know best so that we could still find joy and happiness through parenting, motherhood, and being a woman at this time, instead of just giving it all up and just being like, this is hell. Right. How do you actually teach your kids now how to have gratitude? So number one, I think we have to let go of making them have a hard time because I don't think you can make a hard time. I don't think spoiled children come from a lot of money or a lot of privilege. I think spoiled children come from you moving obstacles out of their way. I think it's about empathy. I think it's about letting children deal with their own feelings and coping to understand their life is their life and you're not there to serve them. As your kids are walking forward, you should be walking backwards because their whole point in life is to be able to do this on their own. And I don't want to throw obstacles in my kids' way just to make them learn a lesson, but they can learn a lesson that when they don't hand them their homework, that's not me calling them. They're having to face the teacher and deal with that. They're learning a lesson when they get fired from a job or they don't make a team. I'm not being like, oh, well, you deserve to be on there, but you didn't. If you can put positions of feelings, because really adversity and all of these are just feelings and, you know, disappointment, failure is all the same feeling. It's just learning how to cope with it. And I think when you have excess, we're able to move, we're able to move everything out of these kids' way so they don't have to feel it. And, you know, for example, my daughter, all of her friends go shopping. I don't give her money. She has her own money from her own babysitting. She's got to use her own card. Guess what she doesn't do? She won't shop because she's like, I'm not spending my money on clothes. But if I go, 
She's like, can I come shopping with you? Yeah. She knows <laughs> you know what I mean? But at least that's amazing she, though. Oh my goodness. At least she's le- and then her friends are like, do you want me to buy you something? And she's like, no, but I just think it's, you know, teaching them these hard lessons is probably not realistic, but letting them deal with their life is very hard for parents these days to do. So try to let them go through their feelings in their life without holding them too high. Okay. So I want to transition into the segment called pump and dump. I'm working with a new pump on the block called babyation. So where is the weirdest place you've pumped for your kids? I had to self-express in the bar at a, in a bathroom. Um, <laughs> Look at I, your, I had to go like this because they were too full and I didn't know. Oh, I was, it was my first time out. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh my God. I think I mean, we are Canadian, so we um, get 12 months of maternity leave. So I'm, I'm, I don't have any crazy stories of, plus I never like, never really wanted to go anywhere. So I would, (laughs) it was just my bathroom, just pumping in my bathroom or like in front of the TV, but I'll never forget the first time I saw a nipple through a pump and I was horrified. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know the they could do, nipples that. could do that. You know, yeah. I, mean? I, looked like a, I looked like a cow udder and I was like, oh my God, is it going to go back? Yeah. 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 It makes you think of like Madonna's bras and Austin Powers. <laughs> it's like they can really get triangular. <laughs> like oh my God. Yeah. Crazy. Like yeah. licorice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what are some galacticogs and which is like essentially lactation supplements that you swear by? Oh, I didn't take any. I don't think. Did you I do don't like think I did either. Or flax. No, we nobody not... told me anything. No, oh. <laughs> we, we were just the moms who just kind of like I, we just tried our best, and then we never thought they were fed enough, and then we would give them something that like formula because we're like, there's not enough milk, and you know right. that cycle you play of like, and then you want to pump so you can see how much milk you get out, and then oh my god, oh the my crazy for all the, those moms out there. The craziest it's thing hard. I had to do was when I was totally engorged. I didn't know I needed a pump that, that like at that time, and I sent my stepdad out to the store to rent a pump. This. And then I also got him to get cabbage, cabbage because I heard that if you put cabbage, the enzymes will help with the, the engorgement. And he was like purple or green. And I was like, well, I think purple's going to stain. So get the green cabbage. <laughs> and I put these cabbage leaves inside of my bra. Oh my, I'm so oh glad my goodness. My past. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It feels so long ago, but you know, there's, there's moms listening who are going through it now. Yes. Like, okay. Give us, give us some knowledge. Oh. Okay. So this is fist bumps for breast pumps. Tell us about a win that you had that you were like, okay, this was I mean, pumping it, pumping it all was a win for me. Like, I feel like finding the time between breastfeeding and then pumping was like a full-time job. So for every mom out there who is at the mercy of pumping and breastfeeding, I, I mean, I see moms who go to work and do it. It's just, they're remark- remarkable because holy cow, it's a, it, it's a full-time job and you all have to go back to work so soon. So give yourself a break. You're doing my a good real, job. My real score was yeah. that my husband's friend from college, mother was a lactation consultant. I didn't Ooh. even know this. And she sent me a pump. I didn't even know I needed a pump. And then as soon as like, it got to my house, and I started using the pump. I was like, I'm so grateful for this pump. I'm so yeah. glad you sent me this. And I didn't have to buy it. It was amazing. Right. Yeah, no, it's great. And the last thing is, what do you think your breast pump was saying to you? Because you know how it makes that funny, like, 
oh, don't worry. It's coming. You've <laughs> got enough. Keep going. It's, full of, it's full of vitamins. You're killing yes, it. Look you're doing you. the right thing. This liquid, is gold, liquid gold. Liquid, liquid gold. gold. Liquid gold. It's so true. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, now on to mom sense or nonsense. Mom guilt will never go away throughout your life. Bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I mean, and if you have, if you have any guilt or shame, just get rid of it. I, I agree with you. We can let kids dictate what they want to do on social media. Mom sense or nonsense. Depends how old they are. <laughs> These are hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely depends on how old they are. What, when but... do you think we should start curbing the restrictions or, or should we always I, have? I think we should always be kind of involved. Yeah. yeah, but at where we're at, we're, we're still very involved in everything that's going on online. Because mm-hmm. so mom sense knows that it's yeah. it's it's important that they are just children and they don't know and, yet. And we have and more experience. Yeah. And remember, it's a learning tool. They have to learn it. You can't just hand it over. So they, they will learn. They will make mistakes. It's our job to show them the mistakes and teach them about them. So if you're holding off the minute they can walk away with it and you haven't taught them how to use it, you're, you're gambling a big time. But if you have an eight or nine-year-old who is learning what they can and can't do, what because you can monitor everything, you're at least teaching them how to go with it because it's here to stay. It's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, agreed. Mom sense or nonsense, the metaverse is going to trump real life someday. Mom sense. Oh, oh trump real life? I mean, no, I'm going to say I think it will be part of real life. It's going to be a part, but Trump, I, I, I have to hope that's nonsense. I know. Yeah. Same, same. Society has a long way to go to change for the better. Oh, we just had that conversation today. I, I really do feel the 13 and under are really making huge changes, like huge, bigger changes than we have in a very long time from gender to sex to every, like, I really am, wa- I'm watching our daughters and it's oh my cool. God, God forbid you, you know, you call a dog a him or a her, you know, no, it is they, that <laughs> don't assume, do not, don't assume, do not that's assume what they gender. Say. that is sexism right there. Like the whole, everything is really quite remarkable to watch. So I am hopeful and, you know, racism, all of these conversations are so passionate and huge and, mm-hmm. you know, talking about um, indigenous like cultures are so like, everything is so, is so huge right now. Yes. Yes. And they're, they're aware at such a young age, which I love that we're changing the narrative. And it was something that like, you know, we kind of went along with what our schools taught us. Now society has their hand in creating a shift, which is really powerful. Yep. Yeah. What about Mom Secrets, which is your recent book? Can you tell us what is one of your deepest, darkest mom secrets? Okay. Well, basically I have always seen the conversation, whether it's online or in real life, that people's husbands are their best friends. And when they celebrate them, they're like, I couldn't do life without you. I was so lucky to have married my best friend. I would be nothing without you. And I think that is beautiful, but I can't relate to that. Kat's my best friend. My best (laughs) friends have always been girls. Mark is my partner and I guess my lover and the father to my children. And I like- Lover. I like that. Lover. I I mean- Not often, but anyways, but he's not my, he's really not my best friend. And I feel like I, you know, who I can't complain to him 
about, about him. him. That's what I'm best yeah. friends for. <laughs> exactly. so I Not only like, that should be, that's, I can't complain about him to him. For him. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's just, and I felt like when I said it out loud, it just felt so much better for me to be honest about that. And just not feel guilty when I see other people that that their partners are their best friends and just being yeah. like, I own this. It doesn't right. mean that we're getting a divorce. He doesn't have to be my best friend. Just, Side you know, note, yeah. I'm definitely his best friend. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, really? I love that. Side note. <laughs> yeah. I know. This, this just between in. Us. Between <laughs> us. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Let's not forget our quote of the day. Is there a quote that you live by? Yeah, just fuck it. Fuck it and have fun. (laughs) Honestly, find the fun because it's there to be had. And you're allowed to have it. You are allowed. You can be a mom and still fuck it and have fun. Play just a fuck it. You know what? Like, I don't, I shouldn't wear this. Fuck it. I shouldn't do this. Fuck it. I shouldn't eat that. Fuck it. Just like, fuck it. Just go for it. You know? Says who? (laughs) Says who? Just, it's so profound. I love it. It's it's exactly... It's exactly what I think all the fucking time. And I yeah. say the F-bomb is my favorite, mm-hmm. a- yeah. favorite word. I say it way too much around my kids, but um, yeah. yeah. I love so it. Yeah. I bet you were expecting a big quote. No, just fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so perfect. It's now time for mom hall when we share products we love. Is there anything that you're using right now that maybe our audience doesn't know about that you're like, oh my God. You have to try this thing. Okay, this just in, Revlon, they have this amazing lipstick that we put on and universally Instagram goes crazy and it's called Sassy Mauve. And it's so nice to find a lipstick that's not expensive. Drugstore. And there's another one, we don't love the name, but it's called Gentlemen Prefer Pink. And the two colors, everyone constantly even when we say it, they still ask us every day, every day. Oh, wow. Okay. Do- definitely going to see us and picking sa- this up. Yeah. Sassy, sassy mode. And lastly, where can my listeners find you, support you, buy your books? Our books are available everywhere you can buy a book. Our podcast, if you just look up Cat and Nat, we do three podcasts a week. One is a conversation between two best friends. One is with a fabulous guest. And the third one is on sex. We are on tour indefinitely at catandnattour.com and everywhere on social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. It's at catandnatt, C-A-T-A-N-D-A-T. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, you just blew through that. That's awesome. <laughs> I can't wait till you tour in New York. Okay. Oh my we'll gosh, be I'm there round soon. up all my friends. I, I can't wait. And your, your reunion tour, it's so funny. It says... In real life and in real clothes. Yeah, yep. we uh, do put on real clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and we can wear pants. We You have to wear pants. Or you we don't have to wear pants. wear pants. Pants are always optional with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm personally not into waistbands, so I wear dresses, but whatever you prefer. Yes, yes. Oh, we can't wait to be there cheering you on, Kat and Nat. This was incredible. Thank you so much for making us laugh and enjoy the ride. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for having us. How fun was my chat with Kat and Nat? I'm already rhyming. Oh my gosh, too much phonics for me. They are back by popular demand and they're coming to a city near you on their national tour. And I'd like to promote their performance. 
Kat and Nat are going to be performing live on Saturday, June 4th at 8 p.m. at the Harrah's Resort in Atlantic City in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I'm going to be there and I would love to see you too because this is going to be the ultimate girls night. You can buy tickets at Ticketmaster and learn more about it when you log on to their website, katandnattour.com. That's katandnattour.com. As always, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to That's Total Mom Sense. And tell me how you're liking the programming and the guests that I bring on my show. I love your feedback. You can email me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com and follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chadda Gupta and at That's Total Mom Sense. Remember, always trust your mom sense and dad sense. Stay strong, super parents. I'll see you next time. That's total mom sense.